You're listening to Note to Self Diaries, the podcast for millennial Christians. The goal of this podcast is to remind you of who you are, whose you are, and what God can do in your life. I'm your host, Alicia Ward. Really? Like seriously, we're going to play that again? No, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is get into today's session of Notice Have Diaries. Hello, how are you doing? I hope you're doing good wherever you're listening from. I am just going to dive right in. Have you ever, well, I want to throw out a question. Have you ever had someone say they're sorry, right? But judging from their body language, judging from their tone, the way in which they say they're sorry, you're just like, you're just saying sorry because you just want to sound nice. You just want to not have me fuss, not have me fret. You want to shut me up, basically. You're not saying sorry because you're actually sorry for what you did. You're more using the apology as a pacifier. Have you ever felt that way or been in that situation? I have. I definitely have. I have had people say sorry to me for doing something and it sounds as though it pained them to say I'm sorry. It, it, it's like they had to force the words through their teeth, you know, that kind of way. And so in saying that, I came across a scripture that says, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. And that comes from Matthew 4.14. Now, usually when I do a bit of reading, I'm like, okay, you know, yeah. But that particular scripture jumped out at me, especially the part that said, change your inner self, your way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. I basically reread the scripture. So, you know, all of it touched me, you know, and I thought to myself, this scripture is saying to me, and hopefully it would say to you as well, that when someone says they're sorry, it's not enough to just say the words, I am sorry, I apologize, etc., etc. A true apology comes from a change of thought, a change in your perspective on the matter. And then to add to that, according to what the Bible say, a true apology also is also demonstrated by way of changing your behavior. So it's it goes both ways or it goes two ways. You have to one, change your way of thinking, which means you have to see or understand that what you did was wrong, it was hurtful, it was, you know, it caused grief, whatever the case may be. And on top of that, you also have to change your way of behaving. So I thought to myself, how many times have I said to God, I'm sorry for what I did, I'm sorry for what I said, I'm sorry for the way that I behaved. But deep inside, I really wasn't sorry. You know, how many times have we repented to God, but... We just go back doing the same thing. Mind you, we will have moments, we will have certain situations that are really challenging. We have to keep trying and trying again until we really have a grasp on it. I understand that. But I'm talking about when we knowingly just mouth off to God. I'm sorry. 
like nothing. It's like we're pacifying the situation, but we don't actually mean our apology. We really aren't regretful that we did what we did. Right? So I am learning that there are levels to an apology. Let me break it down. If it is that we don't think that what we do is wrong, if we don't think that our words and our actions were hurtful to God, then why are we saying sorry? We say sorry because we grew up being told that when you sin, when you do something wrong, you have to repent. That is true. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But what I want to focus on today is what is your attitude when you're saying sorry to God? Are you truly sorry? Do you have intentions to change? Do you have intentions to try your best to not let it happen again? Do you have intentions to understand what it means to do better? Or are you just saying sorry because it's the Christian thing to do? You understand what I'm saying? If you're truly sorry for something that you've done, you will change your behavior. It will be seen in your behavior. Someone who is sorry or someone who says they're sorry, but they keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, you too would be fed up with that person. You too would not take what they say seriously because time and time again, they've proven to you through their actions that they're not truly regretful for what they did. They're just using I am sorry as a pacifier. Sad to say, turning it around on us now, we do the same thing with God. We tell God, I'm sorry, I repent, please forgive me. And he lovingly forgives us, but we go back and do the same thing over and over and over again. Mind you, I understand there are just some things that just have a stronghold on us, okay? It, it's like we can't escape it no matter how hard we try. It's just a lot, to just walk away from. We all have our demons. But there comes a time when we have to say to ourselves, okay, how many more I am sorry am I going to say to God before God is like, you know what? Hmm. We need to really deal with this situation, okay? I hear you. I accept your apology. I still love you. But you need to understand that there are consequences to your actions. And that's when we find ourselves... How do I put this nicely? That's when we find ourselves facing the penalty of our sin, facing the penalty of our actions, right? It's not that God enjoys punishing us. It's not that he sits down from up above looking down on us, laughing at us, saying, I told you so. It's, it's not that. It's just that sometimes, and if you're a parent, you would understand, sometimes you need to let your child know that there are consequences to your actions. I accept your apology. I still love you. But you have to learn that if you continue to do this thing or if you do it again, it's going to be detrimental. Right. And so th that is what God wants us to understand when he allows us to pay the penalty for our sin, for our actions. He wants us to learn that this is harmful to you. This can cause serious problems. You know, it's like it's like when we engage in sexual sin. Let's let's go that direction. It's like when we engage in sexual sin. Right. We know it's wrong. We know the Bible says don't have sex outside of marriage and stuff like that. We know deeper than ourselves it's wrong. But sex is also enjoyable. 
right? And so the temptation comes up, we give in, we feel bad, we go to God, we say sorry, and we have this back and forth for a while. And for some time, it even feels as though we're getting away with it because nothing is happening. You know, we're cool. We still pray. We still read our Bible. Everything is all jiggy. But then when you least expect it, there's a suddenly. And my pastor would say this ever so often. God is a God of suddenly. When you least expect it, that is when you will have to pay the penalty of your actions. The thing that you know was wrong, but you did anyway. And so you find yourself maybe contracting an STD. You might find yourself having an unwanted pregnancy. You may find yourself, I don't know, um, even going through a really terrible breakup. Like you thought this person was the one. You saw yourself walking down the aisle with them, building a life. And then out of nowhere, after they got what they came for, they just up and left, you know. And you know that God told you, don't go down that road. Don't have sex with that person. Just don't do it. And you're like, but God, why? I really like them. I really think they're the one and this and that. And we kind of have this, this debate, this back and forth with God as to why we should do what he's telling us not to do, right? Only to find out why in the end, and sometimes we can't bounce back from it, you know? And so in apologizing to God, in, in saying that you're sorry, it's not just a matter of saying the words, you know, and by no means am I telling you to not say it at all, but true, a true apology is twofold. It comes with a change of mindset and it comes with a change in attitude, behavior, practices. So you first have to understand that what you did was wrong. You first have to come to terms with the fact that that thing that you said, that thing that you did was hurtful to God. In his eyes, it's not something that he wants you to do or continue doing. So when you first acknowledge that, when you accept that, the next step is to have that be reflected in your actions. Okay, God don't want me cussing. It don't sound good. It don't look good. It is not good representation of me being his child. Fine. You understand that. The next thing is to practice not cussing. When people get on their skin, when you're too want to tell them about their mommy, you have to take a step back and be like, you know what? God don't want me to do this. I understand that if I do, it's going to make him look bad. People are going to be looking at me like, wait, I thought you were a Christian. Come again. What just came out of your mouth? You know, because people are waiting for us to slip up, okay? They are waiting. From the time they even catch wind of the fact that you're a believer, you you believe in God, you have faith in God, you trust in God, you go to church, whatever the case is, it's like they just zoom in on you and they are waiting for you to fall. So as much as we can't hide from people, we will mess up, we will stumble, we will have moments where people will get a front row seat to the mistakes that we make. What we can control, we need to control. If the less we give people to say or the less reason we give people to nail us to the cross, the better for us. So if you know you can avoid being seen in a particular light, in a particular light, if you know you can avoid the embarrassment that would come from being exposed for doing a certain thing, then my suggestion to you lovingly would be to avoid that as much as possible.
when you find yourself missing the mark, you know, slipping up, making a mistake, things happen, we're not perfect. Life goes on. We get all of that. But when you find yourself in a situation where you're like, man, I slipped up again. And you find yourself going to God and telling God you're sorry. Take a moment and ask yourself, am I really sorry? Or am I just saying this because it sounds right? The Bible tells me to do it and it's the Christian thing to do. Are you really going to make an effort to try your best not to slip in this area again? Are you going to try your best to do better? Do you understand that what you did or what you said was hurtful to God? If deeper than yourself you know that if you didn't get caught, if there weren't certain consequences, you would do it again, then you know and I know that you're not really sorry. What you are sorry about is getting caught. What you are sorry about is having to face the consequences of your actions. That's what you're sorry about. You're not a, you don't exactly feel bad that God feel bad. And for, for a lot of us, we don't want to say that. We don't want to say that out loud. We don't want to be like, you know, God, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Like, that don't even sound right. We feel as though if we say that out loud, God is going to strike us with lightning. But in our heart, we say it. Through our actions, we say it. So even if we don't say it with our words, God is looking at us like, man, you just told me that you're sorry, but here you are. You know, like just out here acting up, not thinking about how I feel, not considering how you are representing me in front of people in that given moment. Like, we have to do better where that is concerned. And so that scripture, again, that came from Matthew 4, 14. And it says, and I'm reading it from the Good News Bible. It says, repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, live your life in a way that proves repentance, Seek God's purpose for your life. I kind of want to zoom in on the very last portion of that scripture where it says, Seek, God per- Seek God's purpose for your life. You know what that just made me realize? It made me realize that when we're not pursuing purpose, we find all kind of other things to do. We get consumed with all kind of other stuff. This is not to say that temptation won't creep in regardless. But when you're focused on something, you really don't have time to entertain a lot of other things, right? So if you're focused on building your career, if you're focused, if you're focused on understanding your purpose, if you're focused on getting closer to God, there are some things that won't affect you as much as if you had nothing to focus on at all. It's like when you're extremely focused on work and you're focused on accomplishing a particular goal, you don't really have time to have certain conversations with people. It's not that you don't love them. It's not that you don't care about them. But if they're coming to you with drama, with gossip, with things that really aren't adding to what you're pursuing, you would, be, you would probably say something like, you know what? I'll get back to you later or I'll call you back or I can't really talk right now. Let me buzz you back when I'm done. You don't have time to entertain the petty. You don't have time to entertain the gossip and the this and the that because you're focused. You're focused on accomplishing a particular goal. And in that zone, in that moment, nothing else is going to hinder you from reaching that particular mark. And so it is the same with us and God. 
if we're not focused on our relationship with him or improving our relationship with him, building our relationship with him, if we're not focused on pursuing purpose, if we're not focused on understanding what our gifts, our talents, our abilities are, a lot of things would seep in to take our attention. And a lot of times those things are things that God is like, no, no, I don't approve of that. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you dabbling in that. So one way to combat temptations, right, is to dive into your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, seek God on a consistent basis, asking him, God, what did you put inside of me? What talent, what gift, what ability is in me that has a dollar value attached to it so that I can prosper and so that someone else can benefit from? When you spend your time asking God those questions, when you spend your time seeking the word of God to understand what the word of God says about this, you don't have time to entertain the late night texts. You don't have time to entertain the gossip about so-and-so. You don't have time to entertain the petty conversations tearing down so-and-so because they just did this and whatever the case is. Why? Because you are focused on you, okay? Your mind is on you. Your mind is on being better. Your mind is on getting closer to God, understanding him more, you know, spending more time in his word. When you're focused on that, you don't have time for nothing else. So that, I would say, is the third layer or the third level, if you want to use that word, in really, in, in truly understanding what it means to tell God, I am sorry. First, of course, you say out loud, God, I am sorry. But then you have to accept that what you did was wrong. Two, three, you then have to demonstrate that by your actions, by showing God, hey, you know what? I really meant what I said, and I'm going to try my best not to do this again. Because like I said, things will happen. Slip-ups will happen. But if you intentionally keep trying to do better, do better, do better, God is going to honor that. And so the fourth thing is... Zoom in more on your purpose. Spend more time with God asking him, what am I good at? What should I be doing right now? You know, spend time talking to God about your goals and your dreams. One thing that my pastor tells us ever so often is that the goals, the dreams, the desires that we have inside of us, God placed them there. God was the one that planted those things inside of you. So you've had this, this itching to do this particular thing, but you haven't made any strides towards it. Focus on that. Zoom in on that. Spend time focusing on that. When you deep dive into your goals, when you become more ambitious, you really don't have time for certain things because your focus will be on accomplishing that goal, securing that bag, getting that house, becoming a better person so that you can attract a better spouse and all that good things. You understand? You'll be focused on that. So you won't have time to entertain things that will cause you to slip up and then have you tell God sorry for the million time. Mm -mm. It's just not going to happen. So when you tell God sorry, are you really sorry? How do you know if you're sorry? If you understand that it was wrong, if you intentionally make steps towards being and doing better and to not 
slip up as much, to not fall into temptation as often as you did before, focus on your purpose. You don't know what your purpose is, then you need to have a conversation with God. When you zoom in on that, you won't have time for certain things. The devil won't catch you slipping because what? You're spending more time with God. You're talking more with God. You're really focused on answering the question, what am I good at? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? You know? So that is what I want to leave with you today. And again, the scripture that was the foundation for today's session came from Matthew 4, 14. And I read it from the Good News Bible. And it says, again, before I close, repent. Change your inner self, your way of thinking. Regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. Seek God's purpose for your life. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to another session of Notice Self Diaries. I hope this session was encouraging. I hope it was inspiring. I hope it even answered some questions that you might have had on your mind. I invite you to follow Notice Self Diaries on Instagram for more daily doses of inspiration. That is at Notice Self Diaries. And also head on over to Facebook as well to like the Notice Self Diaries page. Until next time, take care. And cut.